This episode is brought to you by our affiliate Gemini. Gemini is a well-respected cryptocurrency exchange started by Cameron and Tyler Wakelboss. If you're interested in purchasing Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other altcoins, please check out their website at gemini.sjb.io backslash moontower to learn all about it. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Moon Tower Business Podcast. This is your host, Joseph O'Bell. And today I have the pleasure of speaking to Ken Blanchard and Randy Conley, uh, who are the authors of Simple Truths of Leadership, 52 Ways to Be a Servant Leader and Build Trust. Uh, gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here. Excellent. Thank you for being here. Maybe we can kick off by uh, having each of you introduce yourself to, to listeners and just kind of talk a little bit about the things you've been involved in to, uh, prior to writing this book. Maybe, Ken, we can start with you. Sure. My goal in life is to get the BS out of the behavioral sciences. So I've been trying to write about simple truths. And the one minute manager, you know, kind of started that off. Uh, and I've had a lot of fun uh, writing over 60 uh, books that I hope uh, are simple, but powerful for people to, to use. And so I'm excited to work with Randy on, on this uh, book, because uh, this simple truth books really covers all the things that we've been talking about over the years. Gotcha. Yeah. How about you, Randy? Yeah, well, uh, I have been fortunate to work with Ken for over 25 years, and uh, I'm our VP of professional services here at the organization. So I lead the team of all of our trainers and consultants that work with our clients. And for the last 15 years or so, I've been heavily involved in the field of trust, doing research, writing working with clients around trust and um, having grown up under Ken's tutelage, I share the same philosophy of uh, let's keep it simple, folks. You know, leadership is a, uh, a complex field. You know, there's a lot to it, but we don't have to overcomplicate it. We, we overcomplicate it and get in our own way. And so our, our goal with this book is to Direct people back to the simple truths that really lead to success. Excellent. And you both gentlemen are in uh, San Diego, is that right? Yes, right. we are. Excellent, excellent. Right. Well, Ken, I guess uh, you've written or you, you've co-authored more than 65 books. Um, where would this one kind of fall in in your, in your experience of writing books? Uh, how, how would you compare it to others that you've, that you've worked on in the past? Well, I'm really excited about this. Uh, you know, all the other books have been great, but this one really is uh, simply written because it has a concept like the key to developing people is to catch them doing something right on one page. In the opposite page, it talks about first why people don't use it because we ask people, you know, how do you know whether you're doing a good job? The number one response we get is, you know, nobody's yelled at me. You know, no news is good news. The number one leadership style around the world is seagull management. The manager gives you a, a job and then all of a sudden, you know, you make a mistake and then they fly in, make a lot of noise, you know, dump on everybody and fly out. And and we really feel that the key is, is to catch people doing things right. And the bottom of that opposite page is a section that says how to make common sense, common practice. And that goes throughout this. And so we have 26 simple truths about servant leadership and 26 about trust because they go together hand in hand, don't they, Randy? Yeah, they they sure do. One of our uh, colleagues, Charles Green, who 
graciously provided an endorsement for the book. Char- Charlie is a, a guru in the field of trust and uh, author of co-author of the Trusted Advisor book. He said, baseball and Cracker Jacks, Ken Blanchard, Randy Conley, peanut butter and jelly, servant leadership and trust, they just go together, you know? And so uh, it's just a great one-two punch. It, it really is the key to successful leadership. And uh, servant leaders build trust, and trust is what fuels all successful relationships. That's great. I guess what what inspired you two to uh, to work on this project and write this book together? Well, my mother used to say to me, "Ken, why don't you write a book by yourself?" Because of the sixty five books, I've only written two by myself. One on golf. So many people helped my golf game. I didn't know who to write it with. And the second was my spiritual journey. Because I really love to work with other people. And one plus one is a lot greater than two. And when we were going to write this kind of book, it just made sense to get Randy involved because of the whole uh, relationship between servant leadership and trust. So it's been a fun thing to work with a colleague that I've also worked with, as he said, for 25 years. Gotcha. Randy, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um... We probably started noodling and working on the book maybe five, six years ago. And one of the uh, one of the sparks was whenever Ken would talk to audiences, you know, he would often use the phrase "duh." You know, he would make a point about a simple truth, and he'd say "duh." It's common sense, but it's not always common practice. And everybody just got a big laugh and a big roar, you know, out of that. And uh, we were talking one day, and I said. Ken, you know, we we share the same philosophy. Let's keep it simple, you know? And he said, well, let's let's write this book together. And we just started kind of brainstorming different simple truths and kind of went on the back burner here and there over the years as we both got busy with other projects. And I think it was really um, one of the few good things to come out of the year of COVID in 2020 was us having a little bit more time and focus. And, and we said, hey, let's just buckle down and finish this off, send it off to the publisher, get their feedback. And one thing led to another and here we are. So it's, it's been a, a fun journey and we're just really excited about the potential these simple truths have to bring people back to the core of successful leadership practices. That's excellent. What would you say, I guess, is your target audience uh, for this book and who would this benefit the most? I think everybody, <laughs> you know, because we think leadership is a, is an influence process. And so anytime you're trying to influence the thinking, behavior, you know, values of other people, you're engaging in leadership. Mm-hmm. So you're a leader as a, you know, a parent, as a spouse, as a community leader, as a uh, business leader and all. And so anybody who's in the leadership business uh, is in this and everybody's in the leadership business. Because if you're not trying to influence other people, you're probably living on an island by yourself. That's yeah, right. it's, a, it's a tremendously flexible book for all different audiences. You know, it, it's great for new leaders who are just getting started and need some basic leadership fundamental uh, concepts and practices. It's a great reminder for experienced leaders. You know, we often forget the simple things that lead to success. It's a wonderful gift for college graduates or, uh, you know, younger folks just getting started on their leadership journey. So 
it appeals to a wide range of folks. We included a discussion guide in the back that we hope leaders will take one of these truths every week. It's no accident that there's 52 truths. You know, it's focus on one per week. Use our discussion guide in the back. Have a conversation with your team about it. And we, and we think it really has the potential to help you uh, further succeed in your leadership journey and bring your team along with you. Gotcha. The beginning of the book kind of uh, talks a little bit about uh, the servant leadership style versus the self-serving leadership style. Uh, can you just kind of touch on that uh, for listeners? Yeah. Uh, when we talk to people about servant leadership initially, they think you're talking about the inmates running the prison, <laughs> trying to please everybody, but they don't realize that there's two aspects of servant leadership. The leadership aspect comes from the traditional hierarchy because it's all about vision, direction, values, and and goals. People got to know where they're being asked to go, what's good behavior look like. But doesn't mean that the that the hierarchy determines them without it's a it's a joint process, but it's the responsibility of the hierarchy. If your people don't know what they're being asked to do, what good performance look like, shame on you. And then once that's clear, now you turn the pyramid upside down philosophically. And now you work for them. And your job is to get them an A average, which kind of kid about that, because when I was a college professor, I always gave out the final exam the first day of class. And the faculty would say, what are you doing? I said, I'm confused. They say, I said, I thought we were supposed to teach these kids you are, but don't give them the questions in the final. And I'd say, not am I going to give them the questions in the final. What do you think I'm going to do all semester? I'm going to teach them the answers. So when they get to the final exam, they get A. Life's all about getting A. It's not some stupid normal distribution curve. And so that's why. I think this is really important stuff. Gotcha. Uh, so what would you say is the, the biggest challenge you think leaders have in, in uh, being a successful leader and kind of in, in their styles of, of, of being a leader? I would say it's their ego. Too many of us as leaders get our ego in the way. And uh, Ken likes to say ego stands for edging good out. You know, we we get self-centered. We think leadership is about us, right? I mean, Look in popular culture. Who do we glorify? You know, the head coach, the, the star player, the, you know, the big name on the team. And leadership is not about the, the one superstar. Leadership is about getting your ego out of the way, serving the needs of your team members, equipping them to be successful in what they do, cheering them on, celebrating success when they achieve it. And and that's the key to successful leadership, understanding that it's not about you. That was one of the simple truths that we included in our book. It's the famous quote from Rick Warren in his, his best-selling book, The Purpose Driven Life. The very first sentence is, it's not about you. Servant leadership is about the people you serve, serving their needs, putting their needs ahead of your own. And when you do that, that's what makes you successful over the long haul. As a leader, perfect example of this is all the accolades going out to John Madden, the great coach and mm. and the TV commentator. Because you see all the players, they all said he kept on saying it's about us, it's mm. we, and, and it's not about him, not about the stars. We need every one of you in this, and I think that's a classic example. Of yeah, the man that's, he's talking that's about. a great example. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Um, 
Can you guys just talk a little bit about your experience writing this book together, um, coming up with these concepts, these uh, 52 uh, different concepts here? Uh, did you just draw these from past experiences in your life or did you, did you interview different leaders and how, how did you go about that process? Well, I think we did a number of things. There's one is we looked at all of the content that we've been teaching our companies now over 40 years old and only about 5% of the companies that start ever last that long. So we did that. We also talked to the managers and, and all. And what we wanted to do is pick out the gems around servant leadership and around uh, trust. And And Randy and I would talk together and then we'd go off and, and I would do a first draft on stuff on servant leadership and he would do it on trust. And then we'd share and, and all. And so uh, it was a great back and forth, fun operation. That's why I like to write with people like Randy. That's great. How about Randy? How was that experience for you? Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was a bucket list experience as anyone would expect writing with a legend like Ken. Um, I've written a blog leading with trust for over 12 years, over 400 articles. And uh, so I've been talking about these concepts for many years. And so I drew a lot on previous work I had done. And as Ken said, uh, we're working with clients every single day. And uh, so we just drew a lot from our own practical everyday experience. A little insider um, nugget here, writing with Ken Blanchard. Ken is a very auditory person. He actually speaks and, and our fabulous editor, Renee Broadwell, you know, Ken will transcribe his thoughts and he'll just speak. He speaks books into existence. I'm the other way. I have to sit there and sort of meditate on it and write and backspace, you know, and rewrite and kind of get my thoughts right. So it was a really unique one to, uh, you know, punch and a different approach that actually ended up working really well together. Very interesting, Randy. I'm, I think I'm more like you when, when it comes to trying to put a, an idea together on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've read the book. It was a, it was an easy read. It was uh, you know very very uh, helpful. I think uh, the ideas and the concepts are are great. You know, help in 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 learning to be a good leader. And what would you say is the best way folks should read this book? Is this something they should uh, read and just kind of focus on one concept a week, or should they read it through completely and then go back uh, you know every week and, and try to focus on on one concept? Well, I think the neat thing is that this. They can choose how they want to do it. You know, I mean, like we have it divided into five sections. They could take a section for a period of time and then talk with their people. The big thing uh, we want to say is that effective leadership and, and building trust is not something you do to people. You do it with them. So as you read it, no matter how you choose, do it with your people and get the dialogue going, because I think. That's where Randy and I think the real difference can, but uh, mm -hmm. we have no uh, preconceived notions about how you ought to do it. Gotcha. I, uh, one, of the, one of the ideas in the book I really liked is uh, having SMART goals, uh, the acronym SMART. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about that to, to listeners? Yeah, we, uh, we have a, a little twist on the SMART acronym. You know, S stands for specific. You've got to make sure your goals are time bound or have a measurement component in there so that you know exactly what you're trying to achieve. 
The M stands for motivate. Most smart models, you know, the M stands for measurable. Well, we, we, uh, we focus on motivating. Is it a goal that generates energy for the person? You know, if it doesn't generate energy and you're not excited about doing it, you're not going to put your best effort towards it. The A is attainable. Is it a realistic goal? R is relevant. Does it apply to the business, the goals of the team, the organization that you're working uh, for? And the T is trackable. Can you track it? Does it have a time-bound measurement, a quantity measurement, a percentage of change? And here's a unique twist on the SMART goal process. Focus on the S and the T. Is it specific and is it trackable? If you can nail those two down, you're 90% there. The M and the A and the R, they'll take care of themselves from there. But really focus on the specific and trackable, and and you'll be on your way to success. Very good. Um, another idea that, that this stood out is is uh, the concept or just the, the different sections on building trust. And I thought it was interesting how you uh, mentioned, you know, not only do you have to earn trust, but then once you have it, it doesn't stop there, right? You have to continue uh, keeping that trust with, the, with, the, with your employees or whoever you're working with. Yeah. Trust is sort of like oxygen in that we don't really think about it until we don't have any, right? Uh, we often don't think about trust until it's been broken or there's a problem. And the best way to uh, maintain trust is to not break it in the first place. Uh, so leaders have to really be proactive and conscious about the behaviors that they use that build trust. And so we share in the book, in one of our simple truths, the four core elements of trust that research has shown if leaders are and we've captured them in the acronym ABCD. If leaders are able, do they demonstrate competence in what they do? They'll build trust. Are they believable? Believable is about acting with integrity. Are they connected? Do they care about people in relationships? And are they dependable? Do they honor their commitments? And so if you can follow the ABCDs and use behaviors that align with those four elements, you'll build trust with your team members. Common sense, but not always common practice. And that's what we're trying to get people to do is take those common sense principles, put them into practice. That's right. And uh, I guess do, you, do each of you have like a favorite or, or some favorite concepts or ideas from the book uh, or that you feel it's the most important kind of takeaway? What well, about you, Tim? You know, I, love, uh, I love of all the things I've taught over the years. If people say, I'm going to take everything away, Blanchard, what are you going to hold on to? I think the second secret of the woman and manager about catching people doing things right, because I think most people feel when they see their boss coming, something must be wrong. And uh, we think you ought to wander around and catch people doing things right. And if there's something that's a problem, we changed the third secret in a new version of the woman and manager to redirect rather than reprimand because redirect is much more of a collaborative thing. And, and we find that the young people today don't like hierarchical leadership, you know, where, you know, you're in charge and you've got all the brains and all. They want collaborative leadership, side-by-side leadership, as we talk about. And that's what's really important here. We kind of emphasize that throughout this book. Gotcha. How about you, Randy? One of my favorite simple truths deals with forgiveness. You know, when you talk about recovering from broken trust, 
uh, I have found in my work and in my life that so many people resist forgiving others because they feel like if they do that, then they're somehow condoning what the other person did, you know, in terms of breaking trust. It's like, if I choose not to forgive, then I'm holding some power over that other person. And uh, so one of the simple truths I really love is forgiveness is letting go of all hopes for a better past. (laughs) There is nothing that we can do that's going to change the past, right? And so uh, we can choose if we want to be hard-headed or obstinate, we can say, you know what, I'm not going to forgive. And all that does is really create a toxic relationship with with the person uh, we're dealing with. Or we can choose to forgive and say, you know what, I'm letting go of all those past hurts and feelings, and I'm going to move forward in a spirit of um, restoration and optimism, and I'm going to choose the relationship over being right. You know, hey, folks, when things go south, let's choose the relationship and preserve that. And let's quit arguing about who's right, who's wrong, because we can't change what happened in the past. Let's move forward. And it was interesting. I think I saw something in there with regard to that point that said, you know, forgiving someone has nothing to do whether somebody actually apologizes to you or not. It's mm-hmm. it's just the it's it's the decisions with you, regardless yeah. of what's going on with the other person, right? You're exactly right, Joe. Forgiveness lies with us. It has nothing to do with the attitude or the motivations of the person who may have harmed us or broken our trust. It's all within us, and we can choose to forgive or not. And it's a, a great key point. Thing too, key thing too is to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people beat themselves up. They don't. They don't need an enemy because they're they're on on themselves. So sometimes when when you uh, go to somebody, apologize for the role that you played in this whole thing, because it's usually a mutual type of thing. Absolutely. Um, have you guys? What kind of feedback are you all getting from from the book uh, from people that have read it so far? Just tremendous. People are really excited about it because. Uh, as you said, it's easy to read, and there's so many different ways to go about reading it, you know, and it's not complicated. And each of the truths are in the in a two-page face-to-face kind of thing. And and so uh it's it's just fun. And then with the study guide in the back, you can really have a great time with your people. Absolutely. Um, so I guess kind of uh towards the end here, what would you what would you say? Uh, should be the big takeaway for uh, people that read your book, number one. And then uh, number two, uh, is there anything else you would like to highlight about the book to listeners uh, as they're they're reading the book? Well, first of all, I would reemphasize what we've been saying that you get out of it. That leadership isn't about you. It's about we rather than me. Mm. And I think that's a key thing. What, What do you think, Randy? Yeah. And in, in addition to that, I would say being really cognizant and in the moment about the power of trust in your relationships, not taking trust for granted and really proactively working to build and sustain trust in your relationships. Because when the chips are down and times are tough, trust is what's going to get you through 
to the other side. So really being cognizant of the power of trust to transform uh, your relationships and your leadership effectiveness. That's a great point. Um, so where can listeners uh, find the book and where can they, where can they buy it online or, or in bookstores? Yeah, a good place to start is simpletruthsofleadership.com. That's our book's website. From there, you can choose your favorite bookseller and purchase it. It, uh, it drops on February 1, uh, so just a couple of weeks from when we're recording this here. Uh, but any of your favorite booksellers will have it. Uh, it's available for pre-order now if, uh, if folks are listening to it prior to February 1. So simpletruthsofleadership.com. You can connect with Ken and I on social media, Twitter, if you'd like, at Ken Blanchard or at Randy Conley, real simple. Uh, And we would love to be in touch with you and engage with you and hear your feedback and have some conversation about what you're learning from the book. Excellent. Well, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, sharing a little bit about yourselves and, uh, and your book. Um, I've uh, read the book again. I have a copy right here enjoyed it i will be revisiting it uh from time to time as as uh as i'm working on things and i really highly recommend it to listeners and I, i'll uh in the show notes i'll put a link to your website and uh instructions on how they can purchase the book and learn more about each of you online thank you joe really appreciate that and thanks joe it's great to be with you yes sir thank you both take care this episode is brought to you by our affiliate gemini Gemini is a well-respected cryptocurrency exchange started by Cameron and Tyler Winklevoss. If you're interested in purchasing Bitcoin, Ethereum, or other altcoins, please check out their website at gemini.sjv.io backslash moontower to learn all about it. Thank you.